My guest on the show this week is Lindsay Phillips. We talk about content marketing, business planning, and some great productivity tips, including how to beat your inbox. Welcome to episode 156 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. Hello there and welcome to the show. Thanks as always for downloading or streaming the Marketing and Finance podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. Tell me, what do you like on productivity? If you're like me, you might be a bit of a procrastinator. You might have inbox fatigue. Well, my guest this week is going to help us out on all of that. She's Lindsay Phillips. We chat about why outsourcing is good for business, what Lindsay's definition of content marketing is, Lindsay's process for onboarding new clients, why businesses need to get the basics right, good and bad business experiences, and how to deal with your inbox. So let's get straight into that interview with Lindsay right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Lindsay, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Roger. Where are we Zooming each other from today, Lindsay? I'm in Edinburgh, of course, as usual. Beautiful. I would rather be there right now. I'm in um, Ontario, Canada, so just north of Toronto. Fantastic. Do you know, I've never been to Toronto. Um, I'd love to go there. Obviously, um, Niagara Falls is nearby. Yeah. But I have been to Vancouver and, oh, nice. uh, and Whistler and all that sort of thing. But of course, that's at the op- opposite end of the continent, so not, not close by. So, so, Lindsay, you are a content marketing expert. You help companies to grow their businesses. And I'm just reading from your website here because I I absolutely love your first paragraph. It says, you're a self-confessed organizational freak, an appointed taskmaster, a project ninja and warrior VA for life and business coaches, accountants and other online entrepreneurs. So we've got a lot of things that we can talk about today. But before we get into how you grow, how you grew your business and, and how you help people, maybe give me a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, where you're going and basically what makes Lindsay Phillips tick? Yeah, that's a lot to cover. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've had my own business before when I lived out in British Columbia and, um, and really liked it. I had, you know, partners and you can make your own schedule and, and it's exciting, right? Every day is a little bit different and just the possibilities are endless. Um, the dollar did tank in regards to the U.S. and the Canadian exchange and I moved back to Ontario and was just, you know, working for somebody else. And it suited me at that time. And then when I had small kids, I just, A, I wanted to be, I wanted a different lifestyle, right? Um, I mean, I was making, you know, $14 an hour, which is not a lot. And I just knew, I guess I, I, my ambition came back and wanted to, to work on my own again and have my own business. So I started doing um, VA tasks so virtual assistance tasks uh, online and kind of dabbled in a little bit. And then, you know, of course, eventually my candles were burning at both ends and couldn't work and do this stuff, uh, you know, on my own time at the same time. 
So just dove in and went for it and, and smooth sailing online support at that time was built, uh, which was a VA firm. Yeah. And I just, I, I have grown it since. I lo- love working from home. I love being my own boss. It's not without its challenges, as I'm sure you know. And, um, and smooth sailing yeah. and smooth sailing, as you say, is a VA firm. So it was, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're helping people, anything from presumably booking travel for them, organizing meetings, creating events, doing content. Were you doing things across the board like that? I, I was not so much like uh, scheduling their travel, but handling their, their schedulers, quotes, customer service, a lot of admin tasks. I was and content marketing as well. And as I, you know, did so much in the back end of people's businesses online and social media and so forth, I just realized what I love to do and what I hated to do. Mm-hmm. And I hated that admin stuff. And plus, I discovered it was really hard to scale my business with those types of admin customer service related tasks. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to grow my business. So that's when I really niched down and focused on content marketing. It was what I was good at. It was what I you know, am passionate about. It was easier to scale my business. And honestly, as soon as I niche down, I know a lot of people are really fearful of niching down, right? They feel like they're going to, they don't have a bigger pool of of prospects, I guess. Um, But as soon as I did that and I rebranded my business to now smooth sailing business growth, it's like I had this flood of people coming towards me and a flood of business just something clicked right and it's um it's been great ever since i think niching down is absolutely crucial and as you say as you say a lot of people just think well if i niche down too much i'm going to exclude quite a lot of customers but actually it's the niching that gives you the customers that you're going to work best with so how would you describe your niche people how would you describe your niche audience lindsay I generally enjoy working with, you know, a solopreneur or a smaller business that they might have a small team. They want to grow and they want to grow quickly, mm-hmm. but they're limited in time. They're limited in the know-how of how to optimize and, you know, create and publish and promote their content. And they want to defer to an expert that can take care of it for them. You get to a point when you're an entrepreneur, and I don't know if you've been at this point too, Roger, but if you're a solopreneur and you're, you know, you're the bookkeeper, you're the social media marketer, you're the, you know, you deal with your clients and everything, you're wearing so many hats. And at some point, like something's got to give and you can't grow quicker and take more action doing it alone. So I love helping entrepreneurs that are kind of in that boat. I think you're absolutely right. And and I've had this conversation with um, quite a few of my own clients. I think that when you start your own business, when you work for yourself, you you develop something which um, I think Chris Ducker calls Superman syndrome, which basically means that you think you can do everything. And, you know, you might decide, well, I'll I'll go and um, I'll go and write that piece or I'll I'll upload my um, vlog to YouTube or I'll um, record and upload my own podcast. Mm -hmm. But what you've actually got to remember is that if you want to bill your time out to a client and let's just for the sake of argument, say you're going to bill 200 pounds an hour or $200 an hour. 
if you take an hour to upload a YouTube video and mess around with it, then technically you've done yourself out of £200 or $200. Because, totally. So if you can have a VA do that work for you, then it frees your time up to go and do what you're best at, which is helping other people and hopefully getting paid for it at the same time. Exactly. It's like you really have to stop and do the math of it. I mean, and, and I've done it myself, right? And I'm in the outsourcing business, if you will. And it's, I, I do love writing my blogs. Um, I enjoy it, but sometimes there's only so much of me to go around. And I thought to myself, you know, what is my hourly time worth? Figured it out. And I'm like, I could pay someone like a third of that to write an article. I take 10 minutes to tweak it and put my own voice in there. And then I'm done. I'm like, it just makes more dollars and cents sense <laughs> to, to do it that way, right? And yeah, yeah it's so easy to forget that. And so you're helping people grow their businesses and you're mm -hmm. focusing and helping them with content marketing. Now, I'm a massive um, fan of content marketing and quite a lot of what I do is content. This podcast, I have a vlog, mm -hmm. I, I write lots of blogs as well. So, you know, you don't need to convince me of the <laughs> absolute power of content marketing. But of course, there are different people all over the all over the world maybe have a different take on what content marketing is so what would your definition of content marketing be if you were explaining it to a potential client yeah I get that question a lot I mean it's funny how people have different preconceived um, ideas I, I get a lot that they sort of think content marketing is just about blogs and social media and that's it but I mean really as you know it's how I explain it is you have, you know, ideas, you have your expertise, your knowledge, your experience, it's all in your head. And content marketing is how you share those, those pieces of knowledge, those strategies, those tips with your, you know, your prospects, your audience, and how you do it and how often is totally different with different people. So you can share that through videos, of course, through the written material, which is blogs. Even lead magnets is, is content marketing because you're giving a report, a checklist, uh, you know, ebook, whatever it may be. You're giving value to people and showing off your expertise, you know, and of course, as you know, audio, podcasts, and then promoting it through different social media platforms. So it all, you know, between that and even emails. There's also content marketing is not just about attracting new prospects. You also use it to nurture your audience and your client base and to pull them through the sales funnels to get those conversions. So there's multiple uses for content marketing, but it includes a lot of stuff. It's it's very all-encompassing. Yeah, my definition, which I've um, put into into video form, is, um, and I, I always try to I try to talk in, in straight language and don't use complexity. So my definition of content marketing is making stuff that teaches, entertains, and inspires people to know, like, and trust you enough to do business with you. And I quite like that because... The it's word, very concise. That's yeah. way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 word, the word stuff could be everything that you've said. It could be a totally. vlog. It could be an a, a, a e-book. It could be a webinar. It could be an article. 
and it teaches people so it maybe answers their questions yeah. about your service it it helps them understand what you do entertains as well we do like to be entertained so if it it may have a bit of humor in it or it might mm-hmm. just be a, a nice video showing um, some, <clears throat> some great views and then it inspires people and of course the the no like and trust thing is obvious it's it's letting people know who you are you know the face behind the yeah. business or the personal brand enough to trust you to do business with you so i think that you know a a lot of people still think marketing is all about advertising, promotion, yeah, pushing right. out, you know, getting, interrupting people. And, and, and content is, is so completely different. It's more about letting people find you and find you because you're answering the questions that they have about the problems that they have. And that that's so much to my mind, a better starting point for a good conversation than almost going up to somebody in the street, grabbing them by the scruff of the neck and saying, hey, come and let me do some work for you. You know, you just wouldn't do I that. I know. It's, well, you're serving and that's how I see it. So tell me about how you go about helping a new entrepreneur that you do business with. So what, what's the process that you take them through when they come along to um, smooth sailing business growth and say, Lindsay, help me out here? I know. It's funny. I always get um, people coming to me and it's like, they know they need help. They know they're overwhelmed. They need the support, but quite often they don't know. Like, I'm like, great. What do you want me to help you with? And they have no idea. They're like, they know they need the help, but they don't know what it is that someone could take off their plate. So I think it's really important to kind of know what your goals are know what you want to outsource. I mean, really for a VA, it could be bookkeeping. It could be, you know, answering emails that you want to offload. That's a different type of VA. But for me, it's, it's really being clear on what it is that they're looking for. And some of the questions that I ask is understanding like who their target market is. Do they, do they even like to read? I mean, I've got one client and his, his avatar, his target market, they love videos over anything else. So he does a lot of um, videos to attract and acquire his customers. So you really need to understand who you're, um, for lack of a better term, selling to or marketing to or serving. Because you need to know where they're hanging out. You know, Maybe they don't even know what Twitter is, that, that specific target market. So don't waste your time you know, advertising or or doing content marketing in Twitter. So you kind of need to know where to go. And then the other thing is, you know, what are their biggest pain points? What is it that they struggle with on a daily basis? Um, What is it that, like what problem is it that they have that you can solve? So that way you know what type of content and what topics to cover in your content marketing. So those three things, the med- I call it the medium. So whether they like videos, audio, or you know, the written material, where they're hanging out, and what are their pain points. So those three things are kind of like a jumping off point, really. And do you think people know the answers to those questions straight away? Or do they, mm-hmm. do they need a lot of help getting there? The, the reason I ask is that I, a lot, I do a lot of work with companies and I help them put together their marketing strategies. And, awesome. I do, and, and I do find that a lot of people, as soon as you say the word strategy, most of them just sort of say, 
right, I'm out of here, or they dive for cover because, <laughs> you know, strat- strategy is just one of those things that seems to scare people. But I, I try to I try to explain strategy in a very simple way. It's simply just saying, who's your customer? What's their problem? And how do you solve their, their mm-hmm. problem better than anybody else? But a lot of people don't even get as far as that. You know, they say, no. oh, I need to be on Twitter. I need to be on Facebook. I need to be yeah. doing Periscope videos. So do, is that your experience? You you find that people aren't even getting the basics right. Totally. And I, I think part of the problem is that they're overwhelmed because um, like really online marketing, there are so many options, right? So I think they feel they don't know where to go and where to start. So they feel stuck. So they don't do anything. Um, and, and sometimes if they don't know, it's okay. It's like, let's look at your competitors, you know, let's see what they're doing. You know, where are they hanging out? Where are they posting? Where are they getting the most success? So that's one avenue you can kind of do a little bit of research. The other is, of course, you can ask your clients, you know, think about what client base you have currently and what are the common denominators? You can even obviously survey, you know, your the prospects that you currently have and, and the client base that you have to get those answers. And lastly, it's it's mainly about testing. I mean, sometimes you're not going to know until you start something, and then you just have to analyze the statistics and the results afterwards and to tweak that plan. I mean, you know, you can create a plan and set things in motion. And it's okay to reel something in, stop something and start something else, as long as it's, you know, for a good reason. Okay, let's have a think about your business. Now, you're obviously using content marketing to promote your own business. What's gone really well for you over um, the period of time since you relaunched Smooth Sailing Business Growth? And, and maybe what hasn't gone so well? And what, mm. what have you learned from those experiences? Yeah, I mean, every business and every audience is a little bit different. So what works for me may not work for somebody else. So I just kind of want to put that out there. Of course. Um, for me, pod, I've done really well with my podcast show. Um, a, you know, I'm obviously a guest on other people's shows <laughs> as I am here, but I'm also have my own, uh, podcast podcast, which is sailing to success podcast. And it has really extended my reach and exposed like my exposure. So more people know about who I am, what I do, my company, I've had more referrals. I've had more business come in. Um, you know, I'm seen more as an expert in my field than when I first started, of course. And honestly, it's been amazing just even like networking and getting to know other entrepreneurs out there and what they do. And just, um, I mean, some of the people that have been on my show and vice versa, I'm friends with, and, you know, we DM every now and then on Facebook or, you know, I'm involved in their Facebook groups and, and such. And, that part has been really rewarding, even just growing that network base. Yeah, podcasting to me is still my main focus for the content that I produce. And, you know, it's great because I love interviewing people like yourself. I love listening to people's stories. I love everything that they have to say. But the great thing about podcasting is that whilst you're delivering some great content for your own customers – I'm sitting here interviewing people and I'm learning stuff as well. And that's re- that's the sort of double benefit of podcasting. You're giving something to your customers, your audience, but you're gaining something as an individual as well. And I think that's one of the most unique things about podcasting. I, that's why I love it so much. 
I know me too. I always kind of joke that I, you know, have people on my show that it's like, I want to learn more about, you know, I don't know, Facebook ads or LinkedIn marketing or whatever it may be. It's like, you know, I'm kind of selfish because I want to know the information. I figure if I want to know it, then there's other people out there that want to know it too. So it's, it's kind of killing two birds at one stone. <laughs> and is there anything that maybe hasn't gone as well, Lindsay, which you've managed to put right and, and learned from it as a result? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I've had some lead magnets out there um, that have not done well at all. <laughs> and it's, you know, I remember I had um, three different bundles together that were all about podcasting and, and stuff like that. And what you think might do really well or will pique people's interest may sometimes not. And that's okay. So I tweaked it and took out just one portion of it and made like a simple checklist. And that has been more successful. Um, and sometimes you just have to look at the analytics. Like I wasn't getting any traffic on the landing page. I tweaked the landing page and that didn't make any effect. So I just kind of changed my game plan. All right, maybe people don't have an interest in that and that's okay. You know, you just switch gears. And oddly enough, the, the guide that I have to tips on being productive is probably um, one of my most popular ones. And I honestly just put it, that out there for fun because I love all the productivity type of tips. Yeah, I guess we're all learning all the time. I, I get a little bit worried when people come to me and say that they're social media experts or video experts, because I always think that in the world that we live in that's changing so much, you know, day to day, new things are being launched, new apps are coming out, new technologies. How can you be an expert you you might learn a little bit quicker I guess, than everybody yeah, I've else. Yeah, never really but, thought about that. <laughs> you know, so, so but I, I guess we're all in the same boat, right? Like yeah. we're all, you know, whether you're in the finance field or or taxes, there's always new laws, new, you know, regulations, new tips or loopholes, or you know, in any business, you're still an expert. You and you're. Uh, I think as long as you're still learning new things, and you're not you know, two years behind, so to speak, then you are an expert. If you're, you know, you took a course two years ago and you're not upgrading any of the information or you're not still learning um, what's on the forefront, then to me, you're not an expert. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think that whole key thing is that you're learning every day and mm -hmm. that you're applying that learning, you're giving it back to mm -hmm. your customers. You mentioned the word productivity there. And, and of course, we do have to be careful with the term productivity hack or, or growth hack is another, is another <laughs> thing. because in, in the United Kingdom, whilst the, the term productivity hack is becoming more and more used, most people in the United Kingdom will know a know a hack of, as one of two things. It's either a journalist or it's a cough suite. Um, so I tend to use productivity tips and growth tips instead, but you do quite a lot of productivity hacking, don't you, for your customers? So have you got any um, tips you'd like to share with the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite um, books is The Battle for Your um, Email Inbox mm -hmm. um, by Robbie Slaughter. I, I read this a long time ago, but I still look at it every now and then and have used some of their tips and obviously created my own, but because everyone battles with their inbox, right? It's the amount of emails we get and send in a day is just like, it's insane. Yeah. Um, 
And I always tell people too, and even my team, honestly, because sometimes I'll, you know, catch them, um, is that your inbox is not an archival system. Mm -hmm. It's not a filing system. And it's definitely not your to-do list. When I see someone's inbox and there's like hundreds of emails, some are black and some are red. I just like, I cringe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no. Um, Just think of it as a junction, right? There is obviously there's a whole bunch that you delete. There's tons of spam that we get. You're either going to forward it to someone that needs it. You're going to reply right away. If it's something that you know you're going to handle in the next, you know, couple of hours, then keep it there and then do the task. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if it's project related, um, especially for me with, with dealing with so many different clients and, you know, having nine people on my team, I will take that information in the email and the documents and put it in my project management system. I use Teamworks, but I mean, there's tons of different ones out there. And I, so that way it's, Everything is in one spot. I've assigned a due date for myself. It flags me. It's got all the information that I need. I don't need to go to my trash, my sent files to relook up that conversation that we had. And then it's out of my inbox and it's in my, my project management so that I can, can do things. You know what I mean? So I find that is um, super helpful. And that the second point is that when you are dealing with your inbox, make sure you batch task. So what I mean by that is like for me, obviously having different clients, I do not answer my emails as soon as they come in. And I do not reply, you know, let's say to one client and then one team member as they kind of scroll through, I will leave them. And then I see, okay, there's a bunch of things that I need to handle, you know, for client B. And then I will batch task, handle all the emails that have to do with that one client, you know, go into Teamworks, deal with any other tasks that I need to tidy up and then stop. And then I will go look at all the emails that have to do with client D so that because you're also it just makes you so much more productive. You're in that right frame of mind and your brain isn't scattered and your brain isn't having to kind of reset its gears and rethink about, okay, what's that client's business? Where are we at with this project? It's just, you're so much more focused on what you need to do and you can get more done faster. Such good advice. That's such good advice. And in fact, I'm going to listen to this straight back afterwards and probably write down some of those tips because I need to make sure that they're a focus for the um, the show notes page. I think a lot of people do exactly what you said they shouldn't do. They use their email as a to-do list. They use it mm-hmm. as a scheduling tool and, and that's not very productive. And, and Lindsay, what would you say then was the one big thing that you'd like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take out of the experiences you've had being a VA and then building Smooth Sailing Business Growth, the company? What's that one thing that you'd like them to take away? Definitely is having a grip on your inbox because your day can just get run. You can just get sucked in and then you've gotten nothing done. And also just having systems in place. That has been the biggest, that's the biggest reason why I've been able to scale my business is having systems in place, having procedures, having screencasts. I do have core, you know, core values, mission statements. My team know all of that. I've got procedures set up in my, 
my team works. I have, you know, templates set up for certain podcast tasks when I'm doing podcast management and production. So everything is templated. There's a system, there's a set of procedures so that everything is consistent, it's scalable, and you're not reinventing the wheel every day and you don't have things slipping through the cracks. Fantastic. We've covered so much ground today, Lindsay. It's been fascinating talking to you about content marketing, about virtual assistant, about growing, about productivity. One of the things I also like to discuss with my guests on the podcast is what other people are doing, other companies. Now, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you've seen recently, and it could have been a marketing campaign or it could have been another product that's really grabbed your attention and made you sit up and think, wow, that's pretty amazing? I've seen some, I've been watching a lot more Facebook Live lately Mm -hmm. and how people are using them. I mean, I I have, I'm I'm also a tool geek. Um, So I do love um, what Hani Mora has created with Mm repurpose.io. So it's, you know, you do a Facebook Live, it'll spread it out to your other platforms, not platforms, sorry, like your other profile or pages or groups within Facebook, but it will also automatically um, ship it over to YouTube with a really nice graphic. And it'll also strip the audio and put it into Dropbox so that you can use that for a podcast episode down the road. So it's just a, it automates it. And then it also enables you to leverage one piece of content content that you've done in a few different ways, which I, I, I love just seeing those kinds of automations in action. Fantastic. And you mentioned earlier a book that you've read recently, but is there a best business book that you've read recently that you'd like to share with the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast? Best, I mean, gosh, there's so many books. Um, I The one that, you know what, that resonated with me a great deal was the 12-week year. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you know, getting more done in 12 weeks than you do in a year um, by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. And it really made me stop and think about what I do in a day, what my goals are, and the steps I need to take to get it, and being really focused on those actions. And and the way it's set up is that you're really focused on the actions that you're taking and congratulating yourself for taking those actions so that you keep going with the motivation it's not focused on the end result. And I mean, it's hard to explain the whole book, obviously, in a few sentences, but it it was really impactful on how you think about your goals and how to get there in a shorter amount of time. Fantastic. Again, going back to what I said earlier on about podcasting, I asked that question of every guest. So I've nearly done 150 episodes. So I've now got at least 150 business books on this massive, massive reading list, which I'm just getting through ever so slowly, one by (laughs) one. (laughs) It's pretty good. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really interesting to talk to you today about your experiences building your business and, and some of the help that you're giving your customers with their content marketing. What's the best way that people should get in touch with you? For sure. They can go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And of course, um, I have a start here page if they want to learn more about content marketing and how we can you know, serve them. And it does have links and connections to my podcast, my videos and blogs on there as well. And a couple of little freebies along the way. 
And uh, what I'll do is I'll include the links to that website in the show notes of the podcast, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. Lindsay, thank you so much once again for coming on the podcast. It's been great thank to you. speak to you. And let me wish you every success for the future. And maybe one day we'll get to meet each other in person. That'd be awesome. Thank you for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I will catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.